Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with man and have won. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to Bible Study. This is Quirks of Creation. Let's get into it. Everybody and welcome to Sunday Night Bible Study. So glad to be back. My name is Jess Holmes, and joining me, as always, is Elise. Hello, Easy. happy Sunday, everybody! I am so glad to be back. I feel like so much time passes in between Bible studies. Yeah, we'll get I, there eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, and just for the record, it's usually my fault. So, <laughs> oh, this school year, the end of the school year is crazy. So. Yeah. Life oh. just happens. We we deal with it as it comes. But I'm so glad to be able to spend this time with you, to spend this time with our audience. Uh, if you guys yeah. haven't already, be sure to join our Discord. I'll try and drop the link in the chat below because that's where you send your prayer requests. That's where we do life together. That's where we hang out together. And that's where you make friends, where we have community. Yeah. So why aren't you in our Discord? Make sure you guys hop on over there. Make sure you hop on over there and get in on the fun because uh, it is, it's hilarious. It's also, I, I don't know, people open up our eyes to things we haven't thought of or oh gosh, give right. us great ideas and it's hilarious. Today we um, we recorded, that's the word, mm-hmm. our Quirks and Quacks episode, which is for our local subscribers. Also highly recommend, but... <laughs> But some of our content was from our Discord, and I laughed way too, way too hard. Just might have to edit. Yeah, some of that <laughs> we had a really good time, and it's all thanks to the friends in our Discord community. So if you're not part of that, make sure you guys go over there and join that. Yes, because it's a good time. Absolutely, and I love it. Um, yeah. Before we start, we never figure this out before we re- before we go live. <laughs> because why why would we right not okay it. yeah <laughs> yes yeah. I, I can start reading first so if you weren't joining us last time we are still in our study on the book of genesis genesis is enormously long so here we are episode seven and <laughs> we are picking up genesis 32 yeah i'm excited episode 405 still in genesis genesis <laughs> kidding all right i'm sorry here we go no it's good and as a friendly reminder from our friend hicktown honey smash that like button yeah hug that subscribe button what are you doing kick it in the face i don't care Uh, that's right okay (laughs) (laughs) so we're picking up with our guy jacob who just can't get his life right who oh bless his heart jacob oh jacob yeah i know but hopefully you know, he's a little older. He has a couple of wives, a couple of kids, you know, just like one or two. Some of them well. should keep him in line. <laughs> yeah. So we'll let's see. talk about him finding his brother again, Esau. So if you forgot, Jacob basically stole everything from Esau, his birthright, his blessing, 
And then he ran away like a turkey <laughs> because he, Esau was going to kill him, which fair. If you stole everything from me, I'd be pretty ticked too. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably stay away from me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But let's see what happens upon their reunion. So mm-hmm. Genesis 32. Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. So he called the name of the place Mahanim. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants and female servants. I have set, I have sent to tell my lord in order that I may find favor in your sight. And the best messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he is coming to meet you. And there are 400 men with him. Whoa. That's a bit. (laughs) Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Yeah, I would be too. Right. He divided the people who were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two camps thinking if Esau comes to one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan and I have now become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother and from the hand of Esau. For I fear him that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. At least it feels like Jacob has learned his lesson at this point. Yeah. It's, he sounds like a much different person <laughs> than He's when we first got started. A guy who dressed in goat skins and made his father a stew and pretended to be his brother. Right. Much, much better. (laughs) And I think this just goes to show what time with God really does to change a person. Like you can kind of be the worst dude possible. And if you let God, he will change you. Exactly. Even the hardest hearts can be softened. And that's, there's a lot of hope in that so much hope in that yeah. because i'm like oh please soften my heart too god <laughs> so he stayed there that night and from what he had with him he took a present for his brother esau 200 female goats and 20 male goats 200 ewes and 20 rams 30 milking camels and their calves 40 cows and 10 bulls 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys These he handed over to his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the first, When Esau my brother meets you and asks you, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? And whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, They belong to your servant Jacob. 
They are a present sent to my Lord Esau, and moreover, he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and the third, and all who followed the droves. You shall say the same thing to Esau when you find him, and you shall say, Moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us, for he thought I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterward I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself stayed that night in the camp. So just to kind of like pause there and reflect <laughs> yeah. on our guy, Jacob. Yes. So just like to refresh everybody's memory up until this point, Jacob had spent many, many years with Laban just building up all this wealth that yeah. he now has to share and probably still living in a bit of fear of his brother after all that had happened. Yeah. They didn't leave on good terms, and you never know. I mean, he, right. like you said, like we know, he took everything from him. Yeah. And I think he's hoping this will soften the blow. But, I mean, this is uh, riches he's bringing yeah. to his brother. And, and we know Jacob also is really good at this. Like that was kind of something he pulled with Laban too. Was like, you want me to... I don't, I don't quite remember how it went, but like, I can only have the spotted. Right. right. He and... basically used directional selection yeah. to make sure <laughs> this dude is so sneaky using science yeah. against Laban, but to make sure that all of the different lambs that were bred would have spots or stripes or whatever, because he changed the fences and peeled the bark off trees. So when they bred, the idea was that they would breed for camouflage, right? right? That's this directional selection. And so he was able to amass just this crazy wealth from Laban, who, to be fair, Laban wasn't exactly a nice <laughs> dude either. He had reneged on his promise to uh, him, Rachel. Yeah. Definitely um, much more... <laughs> much more understanding of him kind of doing this to Laban than to his brother, like being kind of shady and whatever, but also using his knowledge and smarts to like, yeah, make the most of this. Right. (laughs) It seems like everybody involved in this story is just doing what they want to do for their own personal gain. And this is one of the things that just reminds me the truth of the Bible, because if you wanted to, paint stories of the people of God and they were fake, right? Right. You would not paint them in this light. That makes them look so bad. So bad. Yes. And it's a much more, also a much more uh, realistic kind of bad. You know what I mean? Like I, cause I think of like the Greek gods, for example, and they by no means have altruistic characters, Uh, you know, (laughs) they're all pretty terrible. But they're also kind of this heightened sense of terrible, if that makes sense. That was the terrible that was acceptable in that culture, right? Because the idea is you would be great and powerful. And the mark of your great power is that you would conquer everything and you would have sex with everything. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And I think this just speaks more to human nature. Right. Even though cultures may be different obviously from now and and back then, but still you understand where this kind of all comes from because in your soul, your human nature is 
is similar. So it's much more relatable and um, more real to me in that in that respect too. So I can I again it just all seems much more real. I'm just agreeing with you yeah. in a roundabout way. <laughs> I like that, and I like here how Jacob is finally relying on God's promises. Yes, instead of trying to fulfill a promise for himself because like when Jacob was born, God had prophesied over him that the younger would be greater than the older. Jacob already had the promise over him. He just couldn't let God work it out in his own time. He was reaching for it for himself. And I think after all this time, Jacob is finally starting to figure out, okay, maybe, maybe I should let God do his thing. Maybe I should just let go and let God. And also his mom's not whispering in his ear anymore either. (laughs) There's that too. (laughs) Not that, not to put all the blame on her by any means, but um, maybe he has better people around him also. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. It's Uh, hard to tell. (laughs) It's hard to tell. All right. The wrestle match. The wrestling match. I love it. All right. Jacob wrestles God. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 children and crossed the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. It's just like, I'm going to send my kids over the river. And this dude just walks up to me and starts wrestling me. Why not? I mean, why not? (laughs) Seems totally normal. Again, it's one of those things where it's like you get a sentence. Like this guy just pops out of nowhere, starts wrestling. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure there's more to that, but this is what we get. Yeah. So they start wrestling and the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob. He touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Freaking Jacob. Here we go again. Blessings. At least you can say, the least you can say about him is that he is determined. He knows what he wants. (laughs) And he's I want all get it. the blessings and I will get it. Yes. Oh my goodness. This, this guy. Mm-hmm. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you asked my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel saying, for I have seen God's God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he, this is very interesting. Pen eel, pen uel. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Limping because of his head. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's head on the sinew of the thigh. Okay. Okay. I kind of missed that part. You know. Yeah. That. I'll remember that now. First of all, ow. Yeah, ow. (laughs) Getting your ah. hip dislocated. <laughs> Ow. Um, 
I'm just trying to see if it um, if there's anything in here that says in my Bible that says anything about the name. Is I that... wonder if the name is because this is the ESV version on U version Bible. It's just Bible.com. Yeah. Let me see. It says uh-huh. Peniel. And then Penuel. Oh my gosh, the name is different in my Bible as well. I wonder why. Yeah, and I was just seeing if it if I had any if there were any notes in here. I could also Google it, but no. There has to be something with the Greek or the Hebrew here that's just like a slight differentiation in the way it was presented and then yeah. They're trying to convey that slight differentiation in the translation. I don't know. I need someone who knows languages. Right. If anybody throws me. anything in the chat, I would not be upset about yeah, it. Yeah. Folks in the chat, if you guys are interested in this very strange name differentiation, I am also interested. I'd love to know. Or we can definitely investigate it later and yeah. chat about it in the Discord. True. We might also be focusing on like probably like the least important thing (laughs) out of this whole story like jacob wrestled with god so right there's that and we're over here like they're the i and the u switch play what the names are different yeah sorry (laughs) the things we get hung up on i know i know uh okay so he wrestles with god and what i want to bring up here is uh sorry pookie cracking me up with the cousin Vinny thing and the youths the used youth. I know what you're saying I know what you're saying cracks me up every time lambs sheep right insert other anyway so he's wrestling with God and what gets me here is we see this theme in the Old Testament I think a lot more mm-hmm. as people who are persistent with God and what they want or persistent with the things that they're asking for and God rewards them. Yeah. For, for being their persistent. persistence. Yes, exactly. Um, and here it says, my Bible has this note, God encourages persistence in all areas of our lives, including the spiritual. So where in your spiritual life do you need more persistence? Strong character develops as you struggle through tough conditions. Mm. It's all that one's always a struggle for me. Right. And I know we've said this before because it's like you want to let go and let God do his thing. But at the same time, we're also encouraged to be like literally wrestling with him till our hip is till your hip comes out. Yeah. Or <laughs> that's honestly a thing I don't usually think of like I'll get mad at God I'll ask God questions but then I just like try and sit and wait and see what he has to say about it yeah and I wonder it feels like you can take different approaches with God depending on the situation yeah yeah and maybe that's kind of the beauty of it maybe there's not necessarily a right way or a wrong way just as long as you are in fact interacting with God yes and I do love that it's not um, like there There are definitely times where it's more ritualistic, right. if you will. But I also love the fact that he's like, just come to me. I will reward you for just having a relationship with me. Right. Be persistent or be more passive or whatever. I'm, I love you. 
let's just have a relationship. And um, I, I don't know. I love that. I love that because I feel like no matter who I am, what my character is, I'm still loved and God's still going to put up with me. So that's, I love that. That's always nice. <laughs> I, I also just love the subtle encouragement. Like, yeah, you can fight with God. He can take it. He's, he's, that he's too. a big boy. Yeah. He can take it. I remember my mom saying that to me in high school. Like, she's like, you're, you're going through a lot. We're going to fight. It's going to be a thing. I'm a big girl. I can take it. And then she's also like, and God can take it too. If I can, as your right. mother, yeah, he can as your heavenly father. Mm. It's it's just fine. Like, don't – I think that is a way that Satan gets us away from God is he will um, be like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't be uh, genuine with your heavenly father. And it's oh, like yeah. if anybody knows, first of all, and if anybody can take it, I think it's going to be – it's going to be him. So keep that. that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, swim hook got on the name thing and he said they mean the face of God. So I guess they both mean the same thing. I'm just curious as to what the significance is in changing that one vowel. I don't, if any, I if know. any, if any, maybe it's just, I don't know. I know. I know. Cause we talked a lot uh, when we last met on a Friday, you mentioned that these scribes who were writing things yes. would carefully write things down, <laughs> literally letter by letter, symbol by symbol. Yep. And if one was out of place, they would throw it out. So to me, the vowel dis difference has to be important for something. I'm not right. saying it's like a salvation thing or anything, obviously. But there's a significance there for some linguistic reason I don't yes. understand. And I'm curious. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I love it. I like it too. Thanks, Swimhook. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this section is just the importance of the changing of the name from Jacob to Israel. Yes. Because obviously now at this point we get the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and this is where we get the nation of Israel and the Jewish people and really God establishing his, I mean, he had already established his covenant with Abraham, but now we're getting to start to see the subtle fruition of this covenant as he begins to make them a nation, a nation named Israel. So the changing of the name is just always so important. God is always renaming his people. He picks out right. from Abram to Abraham, from Jacob to Israel. And it's like, it makes me think of when you're baptized, right? You die to your old self and you are reborn new in Christ. And so I think the changing of the name is symbolic of your old self dying and yes. your self as chosen by God being born anew. I don't know. What do you think? No, I completely agree. And I like... um so the notes in my Bible called Jacob before the change, an ambitious deceiver. And I really like that mm -hmm. because I think that's very yeah. poignant, <laughs> an ambitious deceiver. And then he becomes the one who struggles with God and overcomes. And again, like you said, names and the changing of names are so significant. And so 
not only do we see the change, but God recognizes it, and thus the name Israel and all that is to flow from that. Right. <laughs> so much. So, no, I'm glad you brought that up because that's huge. It is. Sorry, one last thing on the name thing because someone sent us something on the Discord. So uh, this looks like looking directly at the Hebrew. They really do just mean the same thing, Peniel or Penuel. The proper name is the face of God. And I I guess it's like synonyms. They're just interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. I can live with that. I can. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Swim hook, you're the best. Yes. All right. (sighs) Ready. All righty. All right. 33. Jacob meets Esau. Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. And Jacob, Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming and 400 men with him, which quite the greeting party. Uh-huh. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants, and he put the servants and their children in front, then Leah with her children and Rachel and Joseph last of all. Was that like barriers to him and Rachel or to, was it <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, It looks like he went before them. So Jacob walked and then Leah, and he wanted to make sure he kept the yeah. woman he actually loved and his beloved children at the very back. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Actually makes me want to cry, which that's silly. But anyway, (laughs) and when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children, he said, who are these with you? Jacob said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And last, Joseph and Rachel drew near and they bowed down. Esau answered, um, Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, no, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand. For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Please accept my blessing that is brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. Thus he urged him and he took it. I love this. I love this so much. We'll come back to this, but just the greeting and the hugging and the forgiveness and. Yeah. Ah. All right. Then Esau said, let us journey on our way and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows the children, that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven hard for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant, and I will lead on slowly, at the pace of the livestock that are ahead of me, and at the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord and seer. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir, but Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore, the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, 
which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Padan Aram, and he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamer, Sichem's father, he bought for a hundred pieces of money the piece of land on which he had pitched his tent. There he erected an altar and called it El Elohi Israel. <sighs> There's a lot packed in that little that little chapter. Right. So Esau, who obviously had every right to be upset, never want to see his brother again, could hold a grudge. Nobody would really blame him. He just falls on the ground with him, hugging him, kissing him. It's beautiful. And then you also have Jacob who is trying to continually humble himself. Like, no, this is yours. These are my gifts to you. I have been, <clears throat> I've been blessed. God has dealt with me graciously. Please take this. I'm your servant. I'll stay back with the, with the, sh- all of this. Like, right. Even even after Esau, obviously, is very happy to see him and glad he's there. Jacob's still like, I am down here. Let me be your servant. Let me continue to humble myself in front of you. I don't know. He seems very um, regretful about how he treated Esau. Not just like he's afraid for his life type of regretful, but he... He knew what he did was unfair and unkind yeah. to his brother. And so it feels like a way of trying to make up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. More to continue to just show he's sorry and that he's changed. Yeah. And and to make use of the blessings God had given him. Because yeah. the thing to remember, too, it's not like Esau was perfect. I mean... He was no. the one who took a Canaanite as his wife, which is why his mom was like kind of annoyed with him right? and all of that. So there was a reason uh, God needed Jacob to be the one to carry out the continuation of the covenant. But even still, just the way in which it arose was perhaps not the best. And so now Jacob is trying to make the best out of that difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. Something... That was brought up in our Discord, which I think we'll probably talk about more next week um, when we do our next Friday episode. But Nathan had given us this great, um, like he had written out something about the star and, and Jesus and the birth. But there was a connection with Jacob building this house and booths for his livestock and also Joseph doing the same for Jesus. When he was born. Yeah, I do too. So again, the foreshadowing in the Old Testament to the New Testament, I just wanted to point that out too. So Jacob building this here is also a lot like Jesus's birth story and Joseph building for him and Mary when he was born. So I love that. Yeah. So thanks, Nathan. Yeah. Again, we'll get into more of that, I think, next Friday. But yeah, heads up. I am not excited about this chapter. Oh, I didn't realize you'd get okay. <laughs> well, either way, it would have sucked for either one of us to have to read it. But yeah, true. We got to go through it. Here we go. Here we go. Genesis 34. Poor Dinah. I know. 
Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. The sons of Jacob had come in from the field as soon as they had heard it, and the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give you whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully, because he had defiled their sister Dinah. They said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you, that you will become as we are by every male among you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then then we will take our daughter and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son Shechem, and the young men did not delay to do this thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it, for behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people, when every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. Now on the third day, when they were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city while it felt secure and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain, and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds, their donkeys, and whatever was in the city and the fields, all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my household. But they said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So even if this guy did love Dinah. Love yeah, I know. 
let's say for the sake of argument, mm. even if he did, it does not excuse his behavior. <laughs> no. Obviously. It does not excuse the behavior. It does not excuse the wrongs that were done against her. And um, it's understandable that her brothers would be so angry. <laughs> but that uh, also doesn't probably, excuse. Well, is it not the proper way to deal with the rapist? Well, well I mean. Maybe, maybe not kill everybody in the right. city. Right. Just, just him. Just him is fine. Yeah. I don't know if everybody deserved, deserved it. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of rage. <laughs> I get it. That's a lot of rage. As much as I can, I guess. But I you know To be fair, just like geopolitically speaking, it wasn't a smart thing to do. Right. Because Jacob's right, that would probably bring the ire of the surrounding Enemies, which already do not like Israel. Right. And so that's just creating greater animosity there. It's tough because it's like, what do you do? They did this. Now you do this. And it's just this cycle of violence. It's like we read in that one book, death begets death begets death. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's hard not to reference Red Rising when you get just- to this kind of stuff. Reference it in every aspect of my life. Literally. Yeah, it's true. But it does fit here very much so. And, uh, okay, so my question is, did Jacob, yeah, did Jacob know? I mean, I don't think so. But did he ask them to all be circumcised so that they would be vulnerable? So here's you know the I mean? thing. Here's the thing I get confused on. So... Sons of Jacob answered. I feel like I remember. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter, but his sons were with the livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. So it feels like Jacob is giving his sons a chance to make an important decision. Right. Like it's a a weird moment to to, uh, pick a fatherly teaching opportunity. (laughs) I'm just saying, bro, like this, this ain't the one. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but oh man, I don't I don't know necessarily what to say except this is awful. Right. All the way around. Yeah, it's awful. It's like a uh, melee brawler here says two wrongs don't make a right. You know. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Should uh, Dinah have gotten justice? Absolutely. Um, was this the way to do it? I don't know. I don't know. But we have to judge the people of their time and their time. And I I would say this is pretty pretty standard, I guess. Yeah. If you did something evil against a household, well, you basically forfeited the life of your own household. Right. Destroying the whole town was a bit much. Yeah. And also, we we don't hear any of her side of this. You know what I mean? It's not or at yeah. least how she she never she doesn't say anything, and she doesn't. You don't really know how she feels. I mean, you can guess, but you can probably guess. Yeah, but I'm just saying you don't. 
you know how Jacob responds to it. You know how the father and the son feel about her and the whole situation. And then obviously you know how at least Simeon and Levi feel about it, if not the whole family. Right. But I do think it's interesting. Not I don't have an answer or a point really to any of this except just to point out you don't really hear her and you don't see her comforted. Like she's yeah. been a huge victim in all of this. And they, they rescue her. Like they go in there and they get her out. But I don't know. It's just a interesting. It's a different time, different culture. Absolutely. Maybe the idea is she would take solace in knowing that her rapist was murdered. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. And I again, I don't really have an answer or even a point. Just take something to kind of like chew on, if you will. Yeah. Know. It's just interesting. And like you said, it's a different time. It's a different culture. It's not – to compare it to ours isn't <laughs> – Right. We have different, can't. different uh, social systems now. That being said, if we were to compare <laughs> it to our current system, I still like this one better because at least the rapist was brought to justice these yeah. days. That doesn't happen quite that, so often. Right. True. True. Anyway, anything else about that? Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. Let's do it. God blesses and renames Jacob. God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, so that I may make there an altar to God who answers me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had and the rings that were in their ears. Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. And as they journeyed, a terror from God fell upon the cities that were among them so that they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. And Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all his people who were with him. And there he built an altar and called the place El Bethel, because there God had revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. And Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried under an oak below Bethel. So he called its name Alan Bekus. God appeared to Jacob again when he came to Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, and I will give the land to your offspring after you. Then God went up from him in the place where he had spoken with him, and Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. So Jacob called the name of the place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. All right. The deaths of Rachel and Isaac. Then they journeyed from Bethel when they were still some distance from Ephrath. Rachel went into labor, and she had hard labor. And when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for you have another son. And as her soul was departed, for she was dying, she called his name Benoni, for his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died, and she was buried on the way to 
Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar over her tomb. It is the pillar of Rachel's tomb, which is there to this day. Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. When Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Billah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Come on, Reuben. Reuben! This is the first time a son has done this. True. Goodness. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. The sons of Billah, Rachel's servant, Dan, and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, Gad, and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paran Aram. And Jacob went... Oh my goodness, I totally lost my first spot. Sorry. No, you're Thank good. you. There we go. And Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamer at Kirath Arba, that is Hebron. Where okay, Abraham- can we just pick the easy yeah. name? Just pick one. Didn't you know what would be easier for me? Right. Come on. <laughs> where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years, and Isaac breathed his last, and he died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. All right. I don't know why, but my eyes, even with my glasses today, I swear I can't see anything. So I'm really sorry. Oh, you're good. Eh. Um, yay. Okay. There was a lot, kind of. That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. To the top. Back to the top. So Back again, to we the get top. the renaming of yes. Jacob to Israel. Just to kind of like reiterate, this wasn't just like a one thing. This is like really what's going on. And God just reaffirming that covenant that was given to Abraham, was given to Isaac, is now being passed to Jacob uh, and is seeing its fulfillment. And I love that you can see that the people around him are just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. A terror from God fell upon the cities that were around them, so they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. I don't want to know right, what that means, but I also would love to know what that means. I, I'm like, like low-key curious. Like, yeah. what is it that God did to show that his promise, that his hedge of protection was around Jacob? Yes. Yes. Ugh. Have you ever been in in a storm, like a really bad storm, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying, and you're just like, "Oh my word, this it." Ca-. If God was really angry, like if this wasn't just a storm, right? But if God was truly angry, and I'm just using the weather as an example for this, but because we can all kind of relate to that, yeah. But you get caught up in a storm and you're like, oh, my word, if God was really angry, if he really had sent the forces of nature against me or where I was, I cannot even even fathom. I've been in a – I mean, it was just a rain thunderstorm that was so bad in my area. The power was knocked out for days and days and days. I'd never seen anything like it. Like the sky turned green. It was terrifying. I I don't have to deal with tornadoes or tsunamis or – hurricanes, anything like that. So for me, it's terrifying. And I cannot imagine, again, just using weather as an example, I cannot imagine 
when God's really behind it trying to send a message. Right. What that would look like. Just just as a friendly oh. reminder in case you've forgotten that that big glowy thing in the sky that has <gasps> constant nuclear explosions and is millions of degrees hot. God breathed that out of his mouth. Yes. Much better example. With some context to the God we worship, y'all. Exactly. So while we need to love him, it's good to have a it's there's a healthy dose of fear we should have too. Right. So this is just a very small snippet. Like, yeah, God scared them so bad they didn't go after Jacob. And it's like that shouldn't be ignored. Like that was probably awful. Right. Right. Awful. But again, it's something that needed to be done because just in the chapter before, yeah. Jacob was reprimanding his sons for yeah. killing off this tribe that Shechem belonged to because he was like, well, now the surrounding nations are going to come attack us. They're much bigger than we are. Right. And again, oh, man. Okay. So the reverse side of that, too. Imagine having that God on your side, which we exactly. do. Exactly. So having that fear, that healthy fear of him just because he's God and he can, but also knowing that he's got your back, like that kind of adds that extra bit of confidence, you know, and right. it's just a little. And also when you look at Israel historically, just even, you know, let's take the Bible out of this for a second and just look at the recent history the fact that they have never been, that the the land of Israel, the people of Israel have never been annihilated. And so many have tried. So many have tried. And even in today, I mean, this, this whole thing, Israel, Hamas. Right. If you looked at it globally, if you looked at it, you know, outside looking in, oh, like if it was a game of risk, I don't know. If, oh, I love risk. I love risk, but it's like, Israel's got like two people. They get to roll one die and Hamas has, you know, a million pieces. They get to roll all the dice. Right. Odds are good. They're good. But you continue to see God's hand throughout all of that, throughout all of history, throughout the Bible, God behind these people. And this is, this is the God we're talking about. This is the God we serve today. So it's just all of that randomness. Right. To say he is amazing and we are so blessed to be loved and shown mercy <laughs> and forgiven. Amen. <sighs> I love that. Pookie says, uh, did y'all see the ominous cloud over Israel? Massive pillar of cloud appears over northern Israel. Check it out. Not a quinky dink. Um, amazing. I would love, love, love someone to share a link for that maybe at the end of the show. We'll watch that together because I have not holy seen cow. That. I haven't seen wow. it. That would be amazing. Not a quinky dink. Definitely not. First, I love that you spelled that out in the chat. <laughs> Me too. That's amazing. <laughs> and so relevant. So thank you. That's um, I can't wait to see that. Oh my gosh, same. Yeah. And then a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff happens. Happens after that. Um, just the tracking of who has passed away and where yes. they're buried. I appreciate yes. it's good for us because it's something we can go back and find 
as people who are several thousands of years removed from this moment. Yes, exactly. So really, really good for archaeology. Oh, a month ago, Kuki says. So I might have seen it, but still. Yeah, still we'll definitely watch it. it at the end. I, found, yeah. I got it pulled up, so. Thank you. Stick around. Stick around. And yes, so again, it just shows like how good they kept records and how um, it's it's so smart. It is. So smart. How Who thinks that far in advance? It's like when you're in the moment, you're like, yeah, everybody knows this. Well, yeah, everybody knows this right now. Right. But to save it. For generations, yeah, uh, as Melly Brawler says, genealogy is one of the most important aspects of the Old Testament. Amen. Absolutely. So while sometimes it's hard to read and it's like, yeah, 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 like the next chapter, um, it's still really important. It feels dry in the moment, but one of the things I've gotten to appreciate just yeah. more as I've grown in my faith is just how important these genealogies are. For just reaffirming that faith that we know to be true, because we've had people come up again and again and again and say, oh, well, this isn't true for X, Y, Z. Well, now let me give you some concrete material evidence that we can track yeah. to show the fulfillment of God's promises. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. It is. It's like God knew people would doubt. <laughs> and he planted yeah. the seeds along the way. It's like... Yeah. He's outside of space and time and knows exactly what we need. Exactly. Crazy. I love it. Okay. I will I will throw this out there. I will read this chapter if you don't want to, because I already made you you already had to read the hard one. <laughs> I am sorry. Whoa. I <laughs> yeah. I was looking ahead in my Bible and I was like, oh, that's not fair. I looked ahead after. <laughs> After this I, is unreal. Yeah. So speaking of genealogies, buckle up, friends. Uh, no kidding. Yay. At least it's such a good friend. Yep. <laughs> hey in there, guys. Okay. Esau's descendants. <laughs> These are the generations of Esau. This is Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholabama the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibian the Havite, Havite? I don't know, and Basemath, Ishmael's daughter, I know, the sister of Nebaioth. And Ada bore to Esau, Eliphaz, Basemath bore Ruet, Reuel, and Aholabama bore Jes Jesush, Jalam, and Korah. I'm just going to plow through yeah, these. Yeah, just plow through it. As if, I, <laughs> as if I know what I'm talking about. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, all his beasts, and all his property that he had acquired in the land of Canaan. He went into a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. We saw with Abraham and Lot kind of a thing. Right. For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. The land of their sojournings could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. These are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau. Ruiel, the son of Basemath, the wife of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz were 
Temin, Omar, Zifo, Gatam, and Kinez. You guys, if you're looking for baby names, Just found them. Old Testament. I know. Found them. Daughter, I'm gonna name her Base Math. <laughs> the done deal. <laughs> it's done. Done. <laughs> Obviously. Timna was a concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son. She bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Reuel, Nahath, Zerah, Shema, and Mizah. These are the sons of Basemath, Esau's wife. These are the sons of the these are the sons of Aholibama, the daughter of Anna, the, Anna, the daughter of Zibian, Esau's wife. She bore to Esau, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. <laughs> these are the <laughs> These are the chiefs of the sons of Esau, the sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, the chiefs Temin, Omar, Zepho, Kinez, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the chiefs of the Eliphaz, chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, the chiefs Nahath, Zerah, Shema, and Miza. Is there an easier way they could have written this? All right, I'm I'm sorry. I'm done. Got <laughs> um, these are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son. These are the chiefs of Reuel. These are the sons of Basemath, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Aholibama, Esau's wife. The chief, Jeush, I know, Jalam and Korah. These are the chiefs born of Aholibama, the daughter of Ana, Esau's wife. I don't know if you caught that. Anyway. Aholibama? Oh, holy mama. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm always inappropriate. I don't know. <laughs> these are the sons of Esau. That is Edom. And these are their chiefs. Oh, my goodness. These are the sons of Seir the Horite, the inhabitants of the land. Lotan, Shobal. What is wrong with me? These names are so funny. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me till you said it. And I'm like, tee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if I just went, sh- we, sh- we all of them. Sorry. Just kidding. Okay. Fair. I'm, I'm, we got this. Okay. The inhabitants of the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These are the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Seir, in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Horai and Himam, and Lotan's sister was Timna. These are the sons of Shobal, Alvin, Manhattan. Manha- <laughs> I almost said Manhattan. <laughs> and Alvin, it's biblical. There See, we go. there's one. Ebal, Shipo, and Onam. These are the sons of Zibian, Ea, and Anna. He is the Anna who found the hot springs in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of Zibian, his father. These are the children of Anna, Dishan, and Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Dishan, Hemden, Eshban, Ithran, and Charon. These are the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zavan and Akan. These are the sons of Dishan, Uz and Aran. These are the chiefs of the Horites, the chiefs Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dish. D- 
Deshan. Deshan. Yep. Okay. Those. That's Desh- the difference. Deshan and Deshan. Yeah. Hopefully they weren't twins. <laughs> These are the chiefs of the Horites, chief by chief in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, the name of his city being Dinghaba. But Bela died, and Jobab, the son of Zerah, and Bozrah reigned in his place. Jobab died, and Husham of the land of the Temanites reigned in his place. Husham died, and Hadad, the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, reigned in his place the name of his city being Avith. Hadad died, and Samla of Mesreka reigned in his place. Samla died, and Shaul of Rehoboth in the Euphrates reigned in his place. Shaul died, and Balhanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his place. Balhanan, the son of Akbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his place. The name of his city being Pau. His wife's name was Mehet. Mehetabal, a daughter of Matred, daughter of Mezahab. <laughs> These are the names of the chiefs of Esau according to their clans and their dwelling places by the names by their names. The chiefs Timnah, Alva, Jetheth, Oholibama, Elah, Pinan, Kenaz, Temin, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Eraram. These are the cities of Edom, that is Esau, the father of Adam, according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession. <gasps> Honestly, bravo. bravo. We did it. We did it. Serves a gold star. Woo. <laughs> Killed it. I think we're even as far as the name reading goes now. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it was my it was my turn. I yes. I know, right? Okay. I think we got bonked in the chat for the horrors. Fair. Fair. I think I've had one episode, maybe, where I haven't gotten bonked lately. So <laughs> Frida threw roses at you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Melee bra- <laughs> brawler. Oh, holy bama. What's next? Biden lol. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu Bushell. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, we have the best chat. Let me know when Cheddar Lemur comes back. <laughs> Cheddar Lemur. Yes. I'm sure he will. Oh, that's I'm a sure. throwback. <laughs> that was a good one. When that name came up when I was doing that episode, I think I spent a ton of time just like, how do I pronounce this? Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous, but I did. And Cheddar Leomer. Cheddar Leomer. Cheddar Leomer. Cheddar Leomer is better. Yep. I know we're, we're laughing and being silly, and it really is really hard to to read and i'm sure it was yeah and i'm sure it was hard to listen to so thank you all for still being here i appreciate you right i'm (laughs) sure now there are like four people still listening but thank you (laughs) but thank you thank you uh all that is important and i don't want to take away from right you know the First of all, I think God can take a joke, and I think he can laugh right alongside us. So, uh, God invented humor, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to get smote, smited, smitten. Just kidding. Smitten. Oh, smitten. I like it. I'm going to go smitten. Smitten. For it's making smitten. jokes. No, we're not. Yeah. Be- because it's not, it's not really sacrilegious. The names are funny. 
The names are funny. It's it. We also, I do appreciate this. I'm so glad this is here. This is very important. I also just, Ooh, if you can't laugh too, I mean, come on. Yeah. God come literally on. laughed in the Bible. Yeah. I constantly Frida. laughs at my life. You're right. Mine too. Oh, you guys. He thinks we're so funny. Yeah. We're so silly. Uh, uh, one of the names that caught my eye besides Oholy Mama um, and Base Math. Right. Love. Future daughter, Base right. Math. Oh, I love Amalek. Yes. That name feels important. I thought the same thing, and it's eluding me right now. Oh, Pookie. That's a good point, too. But the, the Lord, Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I Why guess I should I stay a little more humble. Important. I need Google to work for me. All right. I'll let you Google that because that one struck me too. And I know I know that if we were to like dive into these names, um we could we could go down so many different rabbit holes, different places. Again, guys all have baby names now. They were the Amalekites, and Amalek makes war against Israel in the wilderness. Joshua is ordered by Moses to lead Israel into battle, and Moses watches from a hillside. When Moses' hand is raised, Israel prevails, and when it is lowered, Israel falters. I knew I remembered that name. Yeah. Um, So Amalekites, yep. This just kind of goes to show that this long line unfortunately stemming from Esau is constantly at war with Israel. I'm sure we could look through at a lot of these names and find tribes that were at war with Israel. Absolutely. And it talks about Moab, the Moabites. Yep. We also know that they were not good people. What gets me here is how many of these I'm sure do fight with the Israelites. I mean, we know this one, of course, but there's um, so many, so much. And even from that, you see Jacob and Esau come, come back together and to hug each other and to have this forgiving moment and to move forward. And then I am assuming to part in good, on good terms. I mean, it didn't sound like they were parting because anything terrible had happened. It was just, hey, <laughs> we're a bit too big for this. You got to take your place yeah. and I'll take mine again. A lot like Abraham and Lot. And with that too, Abraham goes away. God's chosen one. Lot goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Luckily he escapes. But then the the Moabites also come from his line yep. of sleeping with his daughter. So... You do see these connections. And my point in this too is Jacob and Esau make amends, but later on down the line, it doesn't last as far as the generations following the Israelites fighting with. Uh, you notice this a lot uh, throughout not just the Old Testament, but history in general. As soon as the old guard passes away, the younger yeah. generations have forgotten the promises their fathers made. And then continue to make war. I mean, we saw how often the Israelites forgot 
what God had done. Even like five minutes after they had been freed from Egypt, they're like, oh, we're all going to die here in the desert. And Moses has to hit a rock to make water come out because they won't shut up. Calm oh, down. Calm down. Really? <laughs> yeah. So if the Israelites themselves who are standing in the promise of God forget his promises, how much quicker are God's enemies to forget yeah. what has been done in his name, you know? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh, that's a lot. That was a lot. Um, yeah, I think we'll stop there. Yeah, I think it's a good place to stop because we'll pick up with Joseph and Joseph has his own journey to go through and be fun to do a whole episode following the King of Dreams. If you ever saw the movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen it. It's another <gasps> yeah, one I haven't seen. Oh my gosh. I know. I think it's I think your eldest is old enough for it. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's it's good for it's a good kids movie. We'll have to watch it. Yay. <sighs> but yeah. There we go. Let's see this massive cloud. Let's see it. Oh, hold on. Adjusting, adjusting. adjusting. <laughs> but I think for, I don't know if you had any major takeaways. Um, Takeaway from today, gene- genealogies, of course, are important. But I guess yeah. just this cycling of forgiveness and remembering God's promises. Um, yeah. Because even though Jacob was essentially a little turd. Um, yeah. God still remembered him and kept his promise to make him great, to keep his covenant to Abraham, even though perhaps his descendants wasn't the best pick. He is still making use of that. Um, The forgiveness between the brothers was amazing. And just to like harken back to the very beginning is that we can wrestle with God. You know, he's big enough to handle it, to handle our questions, to handle our concerns, He'll be there to answer it. You just got to be willing to maybe be a bit stubborn about it. Right. Yes. And to add to that too, I would say God didn't forget Esau in any of this either. Esau obviously was taken care of. I mean, he might have made bad choices. His genealogy might not have led to the best of people. But it when when Jacob and Esau met and Jacob had brought him all this wealth, all of the... um livestock he's like bro i'm good right i got my own i'm good and uh so obviously in that it shows that god still took care of him too and kept that promise as well so yeah yeah i like it uh just some questions in the chat base babe asked quirks watch party or finding the faith watch party probably referring to um Joseph King of yeah. Dreams. That's a good movie. It's a good kids movie. If you have kids, I definitely recommend it. We could always watch it on stream. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. And then Swim Hook. I feel like this question just keeps coming up. Too. I know. We're just going to have to watch Beverly Hill Ninja. We've been asked several times. I know. Well, maybe we should plan a time while I'm on winter break. 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 Yep. Yes. I like it. I'll have a movie night. Movie night. Beverly Hills Ninja. I, I haven't it. seen it in a long time, but I, I haven't either. But hilarious. it's fun. Yes, it's so good. Uh, all right, massive all right. pillar. Yeah, no. I didn't see this. I don't know how I missed. I didn't either. This. I'm excited, but Let's I'm yeah, out. I'm ready for it. 
insane cloud over North Israel. Wow. Look at that. Some type of covering cloud coming from the north. That's wow. It's like the pillar of cloud in the Bible. It's insane. Yes. It's huge. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. That's Look beautiful. That. Insane wow. cloud over it's North beautiful. Israel. It is absolutely that. gorgeous. Um, very imposing. Yes. Almost looks like a tornado cloud, but it's not dark. It's not dark. It's light. And again, I think it looks absolutely beautiful. And I think when I think of the cloud in the Bible that they're following, mm -hmm. I do not think of anything that massive or that beautiful again it's not it's right. not even wispy it's not like fog this is a white full cloud it is ginormous by all just like my teeny tiny knowledge of like the way weather works by all rights that cloud should be dark and heavy with rain right right it should not look that way and i like what pookie says too nor is it smashing up structures that's that is a peaceful also a um I was gonna say opposing, but that's not the right word. Like it's um imposing. Imposing, thank yeah. you. Cloud, like sends a message. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't naturally happen. Like no. you said. <sighs> Wider than any launder or close anyway. Yeah. That's that is a crazy, crazy cloud. When I typically yeah. thought of the cloud that was like on Mount Sinai, I always yeah. imagined it as like this dark, stormy, tornado-y cloud with like lightning coming out of it because it's like God is all big and all powerful. Right. But I think a cloud like this would be way more majestic <clears throat> and a testament to his power and his grace because it's overcoming like what I perceive to be a more natural process. It right. is supernatural. Right. Oh, it's so cool. That is Thank awesome. you for sharing that with us, Pookie. Yes. And not what I expected to see at all. I love this. Me either. That's so cool. That is so neat. Yeah. I love it when our chat shares awesome things with us. Yes. Thank you very much. That was really cool. So before we go today, I know we had some prayer requests we wanted to get to. Yes. Um, Hitstown Honey um, asked us to pray for Chase, a distant cousin. Um, the little guy is fighting leukemia and is having a rough hospital stay. Childhood yeah. leukemia is so sad. We'll definitely be praying for Chase. Yeah. Um, I put a few in the chat. My friend on Twitter, Chris, uh, his daughter is also hospitalized. Um and him and his family could use our prayers. And Heather uh, is a mom, but her children are leaving the nest. And they're not bad kids, but perhaps they are not going down the path she raised them in. So that's been hard on her. So Absolutely. Um, hmm? I just have many prayers for them. Anything oh. we can pray for you about or any thoughts you have? Um, actually, I have a friend who just lost someone very close to him, a it's kind of convoluted, so I won't get into it, but um, someone who had been dealing with mental illness for a really long time took her own life just a few days ago. Oh, wow. And so her her daughter that was left behind and the family and just all that they're going through. 
I can only imagine. So, <sighs> um, yes, for prayers for Kelly. What? Yeah, I'm not sure what all's going on there, Pookie, but we can definitely be praying for yeah. Kelly. Yeah, and Faith, I wasn't going to say it unless you put it in there, but her infant nephew, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, definitely praying. Mm -hmm. That is so tough. Um, and you guys know my husband and I have been working on the adoption process. We have our home study coming up at the turn of the new year. So just trying to get our home ready, trying to get our lives ready, trying to somehow find two pennies to scrape together. <laughs> right. Just all of that. Uh, it's hard, but exciting. So just prayers for us in that as we go through this journey together. Yay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Give you guys one more second if you need anything else. Right. Oh, Pookie says JD is a beloved pastor in Hawaii. Today is his last day teaching for a month to be with her. Okay. So I guess Kelly is a friend of this pastor. Gotcha. You got it. All right. You want to close this out in prayer? Let's do it. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for giving us this time together to spend time with each other and with our friends and just with this wonderful community you have put us with, Lord. I just thank you so much for the promise that where two or more are gathered in your name, there will you be also. So I just thank you for this time and your presence to spend time in your word and giving us the opportunity to speak your name freely, to speak about you freely while we still have that opportunity. I pray that we never take that for granted, God, uh, because not everybody has that freedom. You know the hurt and the suffering going on in our group and in the wider world, Lord. You know the childhood illnesses, the childhood cancer, you know, the sicknesses going on in people's lives, Lord, I pray that you just see to each and every individual need, Lord. I pray that you'd be with the nieces and nephews and all of the children who are hurting God. I pray that you just put your hands on them, touch them, and heal them from their suffering, Lord, because you are the great and wonderful miracle worker. I know you can do all things and you can work amazing miracles. And I ask in these cases, God, that you would work miracles. Um, I pray that you would be with the families who are watching their children leave their nests, who are watching friendships slip away, family members slip away. And I pray that you just bring a sense of closeness and a sense of peace to these situations, Lord. I pray that you just be with every need in our community, God. You know them better than we know them. And I pray that you would just watch after them and keep them safe. Lord, you have a will for us, for each and every one of us, whether we understand that will or not. And I pray that you'd speak unto our lives so that we could fulfill that will you have for us, so that as we go throughout the week and the months and into the new year, Lord, we would remember you, remember your promises, and remember your plan, Lord, and that everything we do, we do for you. In your holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for joining us for our Bible study and continuing to learn with us. And um, you know, don't hesitate to post your 
prayer requests when you need them because we're we're praying for you all the time. And I hope this sets off your week. I hope you all have a great, wonderful week. Get ready for Christmas. <laughs> Aha, so excited for Christmas. Okay, before yeah. we go, just like something on a good note. What okay. is the number one thing you're looking forward to for Christmas? Uh, a Quirks of Creation sweatshirt. <laughs> nice. No, I have no oh. idea. What are you looking forward to? I asked that question without having an answer. <laughs> I, I'm such a bad teacher. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. I, like I should it. know that. Um, just like getting to spend time with my family. Yeah. Um, I know that sounds like such a cough out. Okay. No. Here, here's a more specific one. Okay. Christmas breakfast. Oh. I know that's the most ridiculous thing. No. But my mom makes the best French toast casserole. She only makes it for Christmas. Like we could never convince her to make it for any other time. And my mom used to be a chef. So it's like, yeah. Oh, uh uh-huh. I love it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes. I know. Leading up to, I still haven't done a lot of decorating with my girls. So I'm excited for that. (laughs) And yeah, just, I love Christmas breakfast. I couldn't agree with you more. Like that's, you wake up and you just have this beautiful, wonderful, Especially when your mom's a chef. That's amazing. Right. I love it. And then, yeah, just time with family. chat saying time off. Yeah. 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 Time off. Time with family. You guys are right. That's two weeks away. Stop Stop it. I can't deal with it. I'm not ready. It always sneaks up on me every time. Ah. But I know. Oh, well. It will be wonderful. We'll make it. It'll be great. Yay. So actually, we'll be back tomorrow. Speaking yes. more good good notes. We're gonna be back tomorrow with Spencer Clavin. And we're gonna be talking about magic. Yeah. And science. And God only knows what else, but it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. So I hope yeah. you guys stay tuned for that. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button so you can get all the latest updates. It's going to be awesome. It's It's going to be be a great time. Yay. So we will see you hopefully tomorrow. And then you guys have a wonderful night. See you later. Stay quirky.